0: Spoiler alert! Certainly for Elizabeth Dowd, Abigail Leffler, and Amy Renee Byrne of the Bloomsburg Theatre Ensemble, and for any of us who might already be planning to attend White Rabbit, Red Rabbit at BTE tomorrow, Friday, and or Saturday evening, here comes the spoiler part. We learned from Laura Barrett in The Guardian that Nassim Soleimanpour would like to get something straight. His play, White Rabbit, Red Rabbit, written to be performed by a different actor each time, is not about the situation in Iran. I've been lucky to have had very good reactions from audiences, producers, and actors around the globe, but sometimes people just say, this is a linear story of a poor person who lives in Iran and his situation. I'm like, oh, that's not what we're talking about. It's easy to see why White Rabbit, Red Rabbit has proved such a global hit, it's a tense entrancing piece of theater in which an intrepid performer must step on stage with a script he or she has never read before. Written in the playwright's own voice, or a fictional version of that voice, the script renders the actor, in effect, a proxy for the playwright, as Poor the actor, tells an allegorical story, then, about social conditioning. The key theme is obedience— that of actors and audiences to the conventions of theater, and by implication, that of the rest of us to society's conventions. Soleiman Poole wrote the play over seven years in his 20s, when he was unable to obtain a passport after refusing to do military service. Many made the assumption that he was critiquing his own country, but his approach to theater making is subtler and trickier than that. He's long been fascinated by artistic experimentation, His father is a novelist, his mother a painter. Growing up, he says he was rarely able to finish a book before they told him the ending. And at 22, he quit an engineering degree at the University of Tehran in favor of studying drama. He's been able to travel abroad since 2012, when he discovered a disorder in his left eye that exempted him from military service. What excites him are new ways of making and understanding theater, when i started writing i was thinking about when theater itself became a paradigm i had this theory that while other schools were trying to experiment with the structure of drama the greek school of theater persisted i was thinking who says that we need rehearsals an actor can just get up and start and it seems anyway that nothing would sway him from his desire to keep experimenting it's a gift there's no guarantee you're taking a risk So I hope I can keep risking my credits, my ideas, my everything. Words of Laura Barnett, writing in The Guardian in 2014. And while the playwright speaks here of risk and gift, we'll find an actor about to take up Nassim's challenge to simply get up and start. Elizabeth Dowd will talk about the risks and the gifts of that experience for actor and audience alike. We had a chance to speak by phone with Elizabeth Dowd, resident acting company member of BTE, about what's in store.
1: There's only so much that I can tell you because the uh, device of the piece is that the performer does not see the script until they stand in front of the audience and are handed an envelope and they read it in real time. Now, Solomon Poor wrote this piece with that intention that it be a one-performer, one-event-only time. So a theater can do it multiple times, but other performers who will do it cannot have seen it. And it's been around for a while, uh, and BTE, in fact, did it a couple years ago. I believe Eric Lunch and Richie Kennedy did it, and I intentionally did not see it at that time because I knew that it was something that we were interested in doing from time to time, And I thought the idea sounded so intriguing, because in fact, there is absolutely nothing I can do to prepare for this. I must rely on my long history of telling stories and reading scripts, and I will do that for the first time with an audience watching. And so will Abby Leffler, who will perform on Thursday night, and Amy Renee Byrne, who will perform on Friday night, and then I will do Saturday night.
0: And theoretically, an audience member could come to each of those shows and see something new and different because each of you will be bringing what you have experienced as a theater person to the script that is before you. Absolutely. And my
1: understanding is that that is not an uncommon experience, that people go, Oh, oh I want to have the fun of witnessing this first encounter. And, you know, actors, we like to appear as though it is the first time. But in fact, we go before audiences usually very well prepared. And so it is a very unusual opportunity for an audience to see an actor discover material in the exact same moment that the audience member is discovering it. And I think many actors would say that the first time they do a read of a script, it's a pretty precious experience. If it's a good script, you find yourself having reactions that are unfiltered by, by knowing what's to come. And that's, that's a pretty precious thing. I think that's the word to use for it. It's precious. And so this allows an audience into that precious moment. And whatever response we have, each of us, will be unfiltered.
0: And we hear the term staged reading, but there's no stage props, anything that would give you a tip about what's coming, right?
1: Uh, All I know is that I need to show up at 6.30. Each of us will show up at 6.30. I understand that I will be given something from the playwright 48 hours ahead of time, some kind of information, but nothing that would tip the story in any way. So I was just told today that I should watch for that and that it gives me 48 hours to just be aware of that. Someone asked me, well, how are you going to dress? And I was like, you know, uh, I, I have no idea what is appropriate, so I think I'm going to try to be as neutral as possible so that I can, as we always are as actors, I'm a vessel for whatever story that I'm telling, but I think it's particularly important that people not go... Well, that's an interesting thing she's wearing, but that they fall into the story.
0: Now, the playwright had a situation in geographical political terms that apparently led to the creation of this piece. Do you know about that in Iran and so on? I do not. I have been rigorous
1: in not informing myself or not looking to get any kind of thing that would give me information. So even that is information that I had not had, because it's a pretty rare experience for a performer to have this kind of experience, and I didn't want to. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to spoil it for myself. Uh, I just was like, no, just go, just walk in there blind. So there may be something in that packet that I will see. The stage manager, our stage manager, Michael Jurish does know what the script is because he has been there for all of the performances, and I think there are certain things that he will provide, among them water, to make sure that there is water and uh, anything else that might be needed, but I don't even know what the set will look like or the stage will look like. I'm sure there's not a set. Well, I hope there isn't, <laughs> but I, I will just go in at 6.30. Uh, I think the only thing I can think to do would be to warm up my voice and to warm up articulation.
0: I would think this would be something—you use the word precious, and often we hear precious used together with gift—a gift for an actor, someone who is as seasoned as you. You have played so many roles in so many instances. You're aware of different cultures because of your experience with Japanese no, and I would think that there couldn't be anything more stripped down than this. It's you and words on a page— Yes, a challenge but also what what an unusual opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great word to say a gift. I I hope it will be a gift to our audiences and I have a feeling that it wouldn't have had this longevity. It's been as I said it's it's done and I hear people go, "Oh, you're going to do White Rabbit, Red Rabbit." Oh, you know, people are aware of this piece. It's been around for a while. I know people, friends in Philly, who did it and said it was just an amazing experience. And I appreciate your words about my longevity, but I do feel like uh, all of us are strong strong storytellers and that, that that is the main element, to to be an interpreter of stories. And it is it is a gift, and it's going to be a privilege to have an experience that I've never had before.
0: And also, it's going to be theater.
1: Yes, yes. There is that incredible element of discovery. Uh, And actors are always trying to discover in the moment. You know, that's a, a word that's used like, you know, be in the moment, be in the moment, be open to discovery. And even in a long run, even in a Christmas carol with umpteen productions under your belt, you're trying to leave yourself open enough for the unexpected. And everything about this is unexpected. And if the audience comes in and has seen it with another performer, they are still looking to see well how what will that moment be like when this performer, and if they haven't, then we are partners in our lack of preparation in in the lack of expectation and in the discovery.
0: So you have not been able to rehearse and therefore prepare for this, but you've in essence been preparing all throughout your theatrical life for this performance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I do think the conceit behind it is very respectful of uh, a a theater artist's gifts. You know, that you might not be able to do this with people off the street who might not be as accustomed to interpreting text all the time, who haven't probably read as many plays as actors tend to read. And I think often actors hear plays, they don't read them, they see the words, but they hear them. Uh, at least that's very much what my experience in reading a play, is I hear it. And so I think that the playwright, and Nassim Solomon for, is very clever in, in creating something that, and, and, and also making a leap of faith, but going, no, I know actors can do this.
0: And we are, in a parallel way, saying we know that these actors at the Bloomsburg Theatre Ensemble can do this, and we want to be there with them while they take the plunge.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think audiences also enjoy the uh, high-wire act that theatre is, and there is something about that that maybe something will go awry, or there will be something unexpected that will be delightful to see. Uh, I think of one night during Christmas, last Christmas Carol run, and Andrew Hubachek as Scrooge tossed his vest up in the air uh, in a moment of joy, and it got hooked on the the sort of surround that was uh, kind of made it like a like, Victorian postcard, and there was a curly cue that was around the frame of the set, a frame, and it got hooked on that, and he just looked up at it and shrugged, and the audience roared. And it was just this delightful thing, because they knew that Andy wasn't expecting it, Scrooge wasn't expecting it, and that they were witnessing something that no other audience was likely to see. And that kind of immediacy and delight is kind of hard-boiled into this project of going, well, anything could happen. I might find a word I don't know, or know
0: how to pronounce. Who knows? I don't know. And so High Wire is a good image for this, risk-taking, courage, all of that. Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: And I think, uh, as you identified, uh, our years of training and being vessels for stories is our niche.
0: And as you told us, you each have an evening assigned.
1: Right. So Abby Lesler is Thursday, Amy Renee Byrne is Friday, and I am Saturday. And that's the only time... That it will be done uh, here at BTE in 2023, and I have no idea if there are future plans to do it. But that's uh, who will be doing it now, and we are very excited about it, and I wish I could go and see my fellow performers, but I can't.
0: (laughs) Resident Acting Company member Elizabeth Dowd of the Bloomsburg Theatre Ensemble speaking about a special theatrical event this weekend, White Rabbit, Red Rabbit, by Iranian playwright Nasim Soleiman Poor. There will be shows January 12th, 13th, and 14th at 7.30 each night, and as we heard from Elizabeth, each actor is permitted just one performance. So, this limited engagement is for three nights only, with three successive actors. And it is BTE's education director, Abigail Leffler, on thursday resident acting company member amy renee byrne on january 13th which is friday and elizabeth dowd on saturday january 14th 7 30 each evening and you may remember that the new york run featured actors such as nathan lane wayne brady f murray abraham and many more around the world actually and so you can experience White Rabbit, Red Rabbit by Nassim Suleiman-Poor this weekend at the Bloomsburg Theater Ensemble. And you can find them at 226 Center Street in downtown Bloomsburg. For more information on the web, bte.org, bte.org. And again, White Rabbit, Red Rabbit on the 12th, Thursday evening, Abigail Leffler on the 13th, Friday evening at 7.30. It is also a resident acting company member, Amy Renee Byrne. And then January 14th at 7.30, our guest today on Art Scene, Elizabeth Dowd. For more information, on the web, bte.org, bte.org.